Coming up in the Between You and Me podcast, I'll be talking with Lori Shaw. I'm Heidi Holton, and we're talking about how Lori is going to be collaborating with us. She is a photojournalist, and she recently went to an event she heard about on KEXE with Crystal Gale Welcome, who had the event Black Birdwatchers Day in Bemidji. We met because I loved your um, messages during the sports page. <laughs> you buoyed me up being on the air with these guys who always give short shrift to women's sports. And it's been, exactly, it's yes. been great to just have that and to be able to even just read it to them. I got a little snappy with them a couple weeks ago. Uh, not usually like me, but I was just, I think a little bit sick of the, uh, uh, Fred kind of blaming, he's oftentimes over the years with the WNBA kind of blamed women for not, that's why it hasn't been more popular and why players aren't, don't, aren't paid more and there's not more ads and all that kind of stuff. Do you remember, I don't even remember the first time you did that, but what, what made you contact us and, and be a part of that? Cause thank you. It helped me immensely. Oh, I'm glad to hear that. Cause sometimes I think, Oh my I text too often. No, not at all. <laughs> I have to hold my back myself back to uh, not text. But um, yeah, like I just remember, well, when listening to the show, first of all, you say text in, you know, with questions or whatever. And so I was like, well, that's new. Then my partner, she does um, research in public polling. And so she works on a lot of gender equality, racial injustice sorts of topics. So she's very familiar and tuned into gender topics. And she always points that sort of stuff out to me. We'll be watching a movie and um, we'll see the credits and she'll say, look, they're all men, no women, you know? So anyway, I've, I've, I've become more and more tuned into that sort of stuff. And then we just got interested in the WNBA since uh, moving to Minnesota. So anyway, I was very tuned into all of that and listening to the sports page I was like, come on, guys, you know, when are you going to talk about women's sports? It's kudos to them for knowing so many of the intricacies of men's sports and like all of the facts and the names and everything. They're just really up on it. It's very impressive. It's not very impressive that they don't know a lot of the women's names, but it's common. It's just a common thing. So I think one one day I was just kind of feeling it. And, and I wrote a letter in and it was like on the theme of imagine John Lennon's song. And I, I wrote in, I was hoping it was creative, but also would catch their eye. And it was about like, um, imagine if the roles were reversed that all we've tuned into were female sports. Like that was our tradition. And, um, so, and then, so what if we mostly watched female sports, like maybe 80%, and then 20% would be male sports. You know, how would guys feel about that? Just to try to get them to stand in our shoes. They all, I think, individually wrote to me, but I think John Bauer said, well, why don't you come on the air? And I was like, oh no, that's okay. So then I thought, well, I should just support Heidi at least and uh, text in <laughs> or do my part. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's not that often that there is media like this, right? That you get to Way in. It's a weird atmosphere on, on Fridays when we have the sports page. All great guys, but like when they're together, there's just something. And so I kind of just back it off 
And I don't follow men's sports. The only sport I follow is the WNBA. And so it's just nice to have someone behind me hearing that and uh, rooting for it. And we'll we'll get them there. It's still just a second thought. And they're not watching right now. Like I've been calling them out on that lately. You know, they know a lot and they want to talk about why people aren't following them, but they're not actually watching games. So I'll, I'll call them out this week again, too. Yes. This sort of led to you and I meeting. You got to, you came to the studios to kind of see what was going on. And you told me a little bit about yourself. And, you know, we became Facebook friends. And I see the photos that you do. And you go to small town places and find just this interesting community of people that are doing really cool things. What draws you to that, taking photos of people and being there and in these places? You know, I've always just been really curious, a curious person who likes to explore. And even in college, when I started photographing, I quickly became aware of the fact that if I had a camera, I could have conversations with people who I might not ordinarily get to talk to or find out about their lives. And so I just, that really stuck. Kind of the privilege of, and, and the excuse of, of being able to focus on someone else literally um, with my camera, but also with my attention, you know, and people like to be paid attention to and and listened to. It's just a general human condition, I think. When my partner Tressa and I moved to Minnesota from DC, I had all new places to explore. When I've traveled, I always get out the Atlas Obscura app in Roadside America. So I always just kind of try to stop along the way to like weird and interesting places and photograph like roadside attractions or just interesting things. And often I'll just talk to people along the way. As we change, you know, as this news initiative, like I've never really paid much attention to in our digital stories. I'm not a photographer. It's just I'm audio is my focus and I don't have a lot of time for other stuff. And as Chelsea, our news director, She's just like, we got to get it. We got to get photos. We got to get art. We got to, you know, we've got to have things that are more, um, that make these stories really pop, you know? And so then it was like, all right, let's see who we know, who can, who can maybe do this? How can we kind of try to beef this stuff up? And I feel like we've made some really huge changes and I'm excited for future stuff as you photograph more for us. We had this conversation and I think... I didn't know you were going to this. I don't know if Chelsea knew, but we had a conversation recently with Crystal Gale Welcome. She's someone, um, Chelsea was over at KBXE in Bemidji and she just walked in and said, I know it's late, but with this event is going on. And Chelsea was like, wait a minute, we should talk to you. What? This is happening here? And she talked to her for a little bit. It was like a late night thing too, because Chelsea said, she called to tell me and she's like, all right, we're going to do this. We're going to do this. We turned it around for the next day and had it on the air. Did you hear it? And then you decided to go to it? Is that how that happened? Yeah, that's exactly right. Chelsea has asked me to just build up a little stockpile of images from Bemidji, Brainerd, and Grand Rapids. And I've been you know, going to those, those towns and throwing in some other towns. But I happened to be on my way to Bemidji. And I was listening, of course, to um, KXE and heard Crystal Gale welcome that morning. And so I just texted Chelsea and said, hey, if I, if I have time and can do it, do you want me to stop by and take some photos of Crystal? And she was like, yes, sure. Yeah. And it was fun for me to do. I got to go to a new place, got to talk with Crystal, um, meet a new person. She's super interesting. 
Well, that main photo of her looking through binoculars, it just screams like wonder. What I loved about our conversation was, you know, she was just talking about, she actually doesn't know that much about birds yet. She's working on it, but she wanted to do this. And it's tied to these bigger issues about who gets to be in natural places and who do we think of when it comes to nature. And especially in a place like Northern Minnesota, I think it's really easy for all of us to be like, well, we're mainly white here. And then like the conversation ends and it's like, well, sure, mainly, but that's not all. That's not everyone who is here. Um, And so this was just such a good reminder from her about how nature, what it can provide in our lives and that it's for everybody. Yeah, really. And and I wonder about her life in northern Minnesota, what her experience is. And and, uh, I ended up visiting for quite a while. I think I made a new friend. I'm hoping to go back and, and talk to her some more. It's a completely different life. She also told me about hiking the Superior Trail. It was 2020 in honor of George Floyd. She did that. I think the Star Tribune carried a couple of stories about her. And uh, at the end of it, she came down to the memorial and, and left her um, trekking poles there. Oh, wow. Yeah, she is She is new to the area. It kind of just makes me happy. I feel like what we can provide for the small towns of northern Minnesota, you may not have close neighbors, you might not be connected, you know, to the people right next door. But when you tune in, this is sounding like a commercial, but I actually believe this, tune into KEXE, you kind of you hear people's stories and you just start to look at things a little bit differently. And then, you know, I'm sure I bet you she was surprised when you showed up and said, I heard you on the radio. Yes. You know, yeah. I just called her there and she was in like her last name. I mean, she was so welcoming and open and, um, and took it all in stride. So what kind of things are you looking forward to this summer? What do you want to be exploring out there? I know we've talked before. You made it, I think, last summer to the Itasca County Fair, one of my favorite things on the planet. Mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. Oh, and, yeah. What a, what a small town fair that is, huh? With those beautiful trees and it's just that small. It's just so different than the county. I mean, I grew up in Brainerd, so it's not, and it wasn't huge back when I grew up. But it's just such a different feel at this one at the Itasca County Fair. It is. That was a good tip. I'm I'm looking forward to going back. I love county fairs. I literally listen to KAXE and write down places that I might want to go based on the events that you talk about. Yeah. You know, so I'm interested. So it was an easy fit to just say, well, I'll photograph while I'm there. Currently, I'm doing a little research because I have my best friend from high school is is coming out, um, her and a friend who travel a lot. She's seen a lot of my photos and she's become curious about um, Minnesota. She she really hasn't been out to northern Minnesota. So they're coming out around July 4th and um, I'm going to take them around to like the Iron Range and we're going to take them swimming at Tioga Mine Pit. That's our favorite spot to go swimming we do a lot of mountain biking over in Crosby yeah so we're going to go back there but Tressa and I um, are looking forward to getting back and doing some mountain biking just you know Minnesota things get out on our pontoon yeah recently I watched an episode of of Andrew Zimmern he's a chef Mm -hmm. and he does like bizarre foods and so he did a a northern Minnesota episode and uh, someone in it was catching crayfish crawdads yeah at leech lake have you ever done that no no but i saw that episode as well okay i'm kind of curious i i, I kind of want to catch get a, <laughs> get a trap and catch some crawdads have a crawdad boil yeah 
I we did that once on Malax. We used to have a cabin on Malax and had relatives, and you know the kids were like, "Can we do this? Can we?" You know, and so we found it took so long for the smallest. We're like, we're never doing this again. No. But, it, but it was super fun. It was, and <laughs> and maybe they're bigger on Leech Lake than they are on Malax Lake. But it's sometimes you just got to try something like that. You know, is that the one where Amy Thielen was in it too? Yes. Yeah. yeah. She made bear pastrami. <laughs> I sort of know Amy, and we've had her on the air. But it's one of those again that I haven't met her in person. I was going to when her cookbook came out. I was going to go to her house. She had a show on the Food Network, and I was watching that, and I was so excited, but she got way too busy, and all this stuff was going on. But I love her. That cookbook she wrote, is she's such a good writer, you know, not just the recipes, but it's mm-hmm. about, like, she, she comes from the Thielen Meat Market in Pierce. Have you heard about that? That's her cousins who run that. And Yeah. <laughs> yes. I actually know Amy. Uh, fun fact, Tressa went to high school with Amy. Oh, my gosh. Um, in Park Rapids. Wow. So she, I think she's about, Tressa is about a year older okay. than Amy. So I've been over to her and Erin's um, place. Uh, she's so interesting and so talented. Yeah. It made me, like, I love, I, I just, I used to get my hair cut by someone in Brainerd who was from Piers and got to know her, you know, and she would say, you coming for bologna? you come bologna day? And I'm like, what are you talking about to me right now? She's like, fresh bologna on Wednesdays in every bar and piers. And I'm like, I, I don't, what? Because of course, bologna just doesn't mean anything great. You know, I'm thinking of the Oscar Mayer stuff <laughs> and Wonder Bread that my dad made me eat on fishing trips, you know? But yeah, it's all that kind of stuff of like paying, just paying attention to it, the family stuff, the connection to the land, um, it's all the kind of stuff we're trying to do. And then now we got you on board. You're taking photos of it. So it's exciting. Yeah, it's very exciting. I'm, and I'm such a visual person. So it makes me happy to see good photos on the, the site yeah. and, and to help contribute to them. Because I think like that helps, um, you know, get readers over or listeners yeah. turn readers over to the site to see like galleries of photos. So it's, it's fun to contribute. Yeah. I enjoy it. I had a really kind of interesting talk with, um, you know, we're changing a lot. Let's put it that way. I was just writing up my little thing I have to do for our annual meeting for the report. And it was like, change is hard, change is good, (laughs) change is slow. (laughs) You know, it's just like, it's just been this couple of years of just tough stuff to just kind of like bear down and let's get through it. And I was talking to someone who's been involved here since 1976 I said, hey, have you been checking out our website? You know, and she's like, no, no, I look at the New York Times every day. And I did that. I said, well, this is ridiculous. Why aren't you looking at our website? And she's like, well, there's not much on there. And I open it up and I show it to her and she goes, what? When did this happen? And then she started asking me questions. I said, well, this is what we got our, the big grant from. This is about providing news to people. And as soon as as we hire these reporters and we start like fulfilling what media is supposed to be of like a watchdog and government and, you know, just to small town life, you know, she, but she was so confused. She goes, so is that so people become members? And I was like, no, that's not the, you know, this is to provide a different kind of news and information to people. And she's like, but you want people to listen to the radio? And I was like, no, I don't care. It's, they're two separate things. They're, they're, you know, related to each other, but, it is a new audience. And we're seeing that already. Chelsea maybe has told you that, that like how, how much our statistics have gone up already because we have changing content all the time. 
And it's just going to be exciting to see what that does between that, between, you know, hosting the Riverfest with these names, these such well-known names of people and people coming from all all kinds of states to come to the September 9th thing. I just I just feel like, I mean, it's not our goal to become this giant station, but to get more people involved and to know about it and provide the service that people up here deserve. You know, when you live in a rural area, guess what? You deserve to have news about where you live. And it's it's hard to find it. Yeah. I, and, you know, that I think KAXE really made our move up to our cabin, you know, we have ended up spending like maybe nine months out of the year or more sometimes. It makes me feel like a, there's a community of people that are, you know, kind of like-minded or who I'm interested in being in community with. So I, I really appreciate that. It just makes our lives up there, especially mine, more enriched. And, you know, interestingly, too, a lot of the, the news outlets are offering audio more and more audio. So uh, it seems to be something, you know, that users want anyway. So you're kind of in reverse. You're, mm-hmm. you're offering the news on the site. But um, yeah, I've seen like uh, the New York Times has like an audio app now. And um, there's a lot of articles that are, you know, you can listen to. Star Tribune, I think, is similarly that like, you can listen to a lot of their articles. So it seems to be something that people are interested in. Well, Lori, we're going to take a listen to this conversation now with Probably one of the best names ever. Crystal Gale Welcome. I mean, you just couldn't ask for a better name <laughs> of someone. And now that I know she has a great name. Yeah, that she is welcoming, um, which I figured she would be. You can't have that name without it. And we'll get to hear a little bit about her take on nature and it being for all people. So thanks for your time today. I'm excited for the future and our collaboration with you. Yeah, thanks, Heidi. Appreciate it. You can take a look at the photos that Lori Shaw took of Crystal Gale Welcome at our website at kexe.org. And here's our conversation about Black Bird Watchers Day in Bemidji. Joining us now is Crystal Gale Welcome. She is the outreach coordinator for the Mississippi Headwaters Audubon Society at the Nielsen Spearhead Center that's south of Bemidji. Crystal, thank you for being with us today. Thank you so much for having me. You are welcome. It seems perfect with the last name of Welcome that you are an outreach coordinator. Is this just meant (laughs) to be or what? (laughs) I guess, maybe, perhaps. (laughs) Well, you've got an event going on um, Saturday Black Bird Watchers Day. Tell us a little bit about uh, why this event is going on and and what people can expect. So uh, Black Bird Watchers, uh, the the event is part of a larger Black Bird Watchers Week. Black Bird Watchers kicked off in 2020 um, surrounding an incident that took place in Central Park. And so now we've gotten together to do a week-long experience of black birders outdoors and there's various online things that are taking place nationally um, but here locally we are doing an event on Saturday. So what does the event uh, what what are you guys going obviously you'll be bird watching. 
<laughs> yeah, so there will be some bird walk, uh, bird watching. We're doing a hike around the Nielsen Spearhead Center, and then there's tons of experiential activities. So that's hands-on activities as they relate to both birds and then being outdoors. So, Crystal, I am kind of, I mean... I'm not new to birds. That seems like a weird thing to say, but I've been, I don't know a lot about them. New to paying attention to birds. Yeah. Yeah. Suddenly I I had a friend over and we've been, we sat on the deck all through the Memorial Day weekend and she's like, it's like a bird party here every day. And we're (laughs) using the Merlin app. And so that I can actually tell what's out there. I cannot believe the amount of birds out there. You know, I, I think I knew a robin, I knew a chickadee and that's about it. And like last night it was some fly, some fly catcher, crested fly something it was amazing to see but any how, how about you how did you come to watch birds to know more about birds and and everything so in full transparency um learning more about birds is something that i am continuously doing especially in this role um i am a big lover of all things natural and nature but like you birds I hear them and I'm like, oh, those sound really great. But only I would say in the last five months have I been paying more attention to birds and like actively studying them, which led to this role here at the Audubon Society. And so you're also new to the region, is that right? You're new to the Bemidji area? Yeah, I'm new to the Bemidji area. It's kind of cool to see everything, especially the... um, Babe and the ox. Yeah. <laughs> the ox is babe. And then there's Paul Bunyan. Yeah. Bunyan. And then there's the little ox babe. Right. That's, that's interesting to learn about. And I think that's cool too. <laughs> You're very new then. Good goodness. Um, you know, I, I want to talk a little bit about why this is really important. You talked about that this stems from a incident that happened in uh, Central Park. We also, we've had conversations before. Um, there's a photographer in the Duluth area, du- Dudley Edmondson. We had a conversation with him years ago about how he's out taking nature photos. As you do, you lay on the ground when you take nature photos, right? And you're out there experiencing nature and he's getting called People are calling the police because they're seeing him out there because he's black. Can we talk a little bit more directly about this issue? Yeah, um, being black is, uh, I am uh, a black person. I don't know that that can be seen. I know that can't be seen on the radio, but uh, I am a person of color and it is a struggle to do things outdoors. It's almost like we aren't meant to be out there. What Kickstarted Black Bird Watchers Week is the incident in Central Park. Uh, There was a a guy who was out taking pictures of birds and um, he had the cops called on him for it and it was filmed. He filmed it. And so that kind of created like a stir around the lack of awareness there is that there are Black folks who do things such as bird watching, because traditionally um, or not traditionally, it's something that we've done or black people have done for a long time. But it's kind of like there was a lack of awareness that Mm -hmm. folks actually do things like black folks do all sorts of things. And so having the cops called was something that was sadly necessary in order for us to bring awareness. And that is unfortunate about us as humans in general, that we are 
so quick to just like judge others and not see the beauty that is the outdoors or like not embrace that because we're so caught up in who belongs outdoors and who belongs in these spaces, who gets to watch the birds or who gets to take photos of the birds. And so that's unfortunate about our society, but Blackbird Watchers Week is designed to kind of like disrupt that narrative and to get more folks outdoors to see these things safely to do it without having the police called. Crystal, you mentioned in one of your in your bio that nature doesn't see your scars. And I really like that because it's I mean, nature should be a safe space for all right. I mean, uh, what does nature do for you personally? For me personally, um, I find nature to be one of the most like relaxing. Like for me, I don't think that nature discriminates. I think that we all just go out there and we're all just nature doesn't care what we look like. Nature just exists. Um, so being outdoors, like it removes that like layer that humans place on individuals so like if I go out in nature and I am in like dirty shirt uh, like dirty pants the tree does not care birds don't care like bears don't care well actually I think bears might be like (laughs) (laughs) but yeah for the most part the things in nature they, they like it's just there they just exist and you're not like caught up in like technology on your cell phone whenever I'm outdoors I don't I don't care who is like around it's just kind of like there are trees look at them like look at the earth like there's so many there's so much beauty and so much inner peace that comes from my time in nature and so I would like to promote that to more folks um more folks in general and it is not just uh like black folks or like people of color but all people deserve like that like peace that comes from just being without all the hang-ups that we have here so crystal i hope that we can stay connected as you you know grow into this role here and i'm going to recommend you listen to us especially on tuesdays we do all this nature programming on the air it'll get you a great idea of like what's going on we're following the seasons we have kids that send us reports of the nature that they're seeing and i think you're going to love it and we hope that you'll kind of join with us in our uh, phenology and season watch as, as we put those things together. We've got some newsletters too. Um, so we hope that this is the first of many conversations with you. Likewise. Thank you so much. Thank you. That was Crystal Gale. Welcome. Welcome.